Hi everyone and welcome to another really exciting episode of Voice of Crypto where we get really special guests from the Web3 crypto and blockchain space. And today we have with us uh, Mr. Raj Gopal Menon, the VP of Vazirex and uh, he's had an illustrious career in the Web2, Web1 and finally the Web3 space. We'll hear all about it from Mr. Menon himself. Hi Mr. Menon, it's uh, pretty amazing to have you on Voice of Crypto today with us live. How are you doing firstly? Very well. Thank you so much for having me, Barani. Uh, looks for, look forward to having a great discussion with you. Uh, thank you so much for joining the discussion today and the pleasure is all ours. I hope that our viewers are able to gain a lot of insightful um, lessons from our chat today around uh, a lot. We'll be talking a lot about the Indian context uh, in terms of Web3, blockchain and crypto as well as uh, what's happening in the global market. But before we start off with that, uh, could you please give a brief introduction about yourself, what you're up to and how did you make this change from Web2 to Web3? Um, it's been uh, quite a journey, um, you know, so I started off as a management trainee uh, at uh, ORG Mark, uh, which is now called AC Nielsen. So it was a market research company, you know, and then uh, as a young man, uh, I soon realized that research was not my cup of tea because it was merely analyzing what had already happened. I wanted to be in the thick of things. Um, so around that time, there was this major internet boom happening. You know, you had Hotmail, you had Yahoo and MSN and a whole host of things. I knew that the internet was the future, uh, which is why I jumped straight into uh, an internet, uh, uh, you know, uh, agency. Uh, it was called Contest to Win. Uh, now it's called Games to Win. Um, so I spent about a decade and yeah, 12, 13 years in that group, uh, building different gaming companies. We built a media agency. Uh, we built a mobile company, which was later sold to Disney. Uh, and then finally, you know, uh, what happened was that then I moved to a dating company, which was being run by a bunch of Americans out of the US. Uh, then I joined, uh, you know, I got a call from Reliance uh, asking me, do you want to be the part of the world's largest startup? I was very intrigued. Uh, yeah. And I met up with them. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, suffice to say that uh, the plans were so, so gigantic that I was simply blown away. And I simply had to be a part of it. Uh, I knew that this was going to be another disruption, uh, you know, that was that was going to be unleashed by uh, Mukesh Ambani. Uh, so I was a part of the launch team that, uh, you know, launched uh, Geo. Uh, so we had a breathtaking, uh, you know, time from 2015 to 2017. Uh, and, uh, you know, we launched Geo and it was a phenomenal success. Uh, and then uh, I realized that, you know, then it became business as usual. And then suddenly I came across crypto during the, uh, you know, I, actually, I'm a pretty late entrant because I discovered crypto, you know, late 2018-20. Uh, I realized that this is, again, the future because this is going to be disruptive. And I thought that, you know, might as well, you know, this could be the last big gamble of my life uh, in terms of professional career. Uh, so I thought I'll take the plunge and uh, here I am today. So it's been a fairly eventful journey. Yeah, it, it does sound pretty eventful. And you were sort of the uh, path breakers in terms of Web2 with you in India and with Wazirex now. So could you talk a little bit about your role at Wazirex and uh, uh, what exactly is Wazirex up to nowadays? And Wazirex was in news quite a bit for the last couple of years, but so have most of the exchanges, global, Indian, whatsoever. So what is Wazirex up to and what is your role in what has your role been in the growth of this exchange? Yeah, so, 
So a quick uh, one minute introduction into Wazirx. So Wazirx was founded by Nishal Shetty, Siddharth Menon, and Samit Mathre in 2018. The idea of Wazirx was to make crypto accessible to every Indian. So Nishal wanted to buy Bitcoin, I think, way back in 2017 and uh, 16, 17, and he found the the you know the experience was so broken. And you know he's an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur. He's built a bunch of companies in his uh, career. Uh, so he said that you know if I'm facing this, you know he's an engineer by himself, and he said if I'm find, finding this so difficult to buy Bitcoin, imagine what the plight of an ordinary user would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is how Wazirx was born. That simple idea gave birth, gave birth to Wazirx, uh, mm-hmm. and like it or not, uh, within two or three months of Wazirx getting you know getting launched and you know full fledged operations, uh, we had problems with the RBI. They uh, asked banks not to work with us. um so that was the first big dhakka that we got but uh, again you know because uh, you can't sit back and roll over what we decided we decided to do something about it so we built a p2p peer to peer platform on wazirx where users could actually buy their crypto one is to one you know and uh, and we've just facilitated the transaction that was what kept us alive during those bleak years uh, and uh, you know we and we were that gave got us a lot of trust from a lot of users because we were the one of the few exchanges that was surviving and thriving during the dark period uh, and cut and you know uh, five years later uh, here we are so we are now india's largest crypto exchange by volume we uh, have about 15 million users uh, and we have about uh, more than 150 uh, tokens registered on uh, listed on wazirx so that's where we are at this point of time uh regarding the controversies i think what happens is that when you are uh, you know the number one or you are the xerox of the category you, you know you'll attract a lot of attention uh, rightly or wrongly um so that's where the, so that that goes with the territory i guess you know those are the uh, scars that you wear on your the bullets that you take on your back for being a pioneer yeah. absolutely they like the battle marks that you have Absolute. after winning yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, being one of the biggest exchanges and the biggest largest exchange by volume wazirx sure has a lot of expectations not just uh, in india but from um, from across the globe so what sort of expectations do crypto exchanges like wazirx have from the g20 summit that's coming up if you could just give a brief on that yeah so i think what is happening is that the government has been very clear uh, you know uh, and very practical if i may say so so they are not going to do anything hasty or anything dramatic uh, so those days are long gone by so now what so now what we are looking for is that now what the government is saying is that okay fine uh, you know uh, crypto is here to stay this looks like an yeah. innovation you know uh, an innovation uh, and uh, you know it, it's going to uh, change the way finance is let's not just stamp it yeah. away let's let's yeah. give it a space for it to grow we won't roll out the red carpet uh so what we are seeing is very very clear they've been very clear about it they are, they you know and they understand the technology so what they are saying is that uh you know we need global action it, you know india by itself can't do much so you can together as a globe uh, as as a global community or countries get together uh, and decide a f- broad framework you know just like how yeah. traditional finance works or just like how money transfer works or traditional banking works once the rules are in place i think uh, uh things will become a lot better this year because once uh, because fortunately we are the president of G20 this year uh, and we have uh, you know a once in a lifetime opportunity to actually draft rules that will be uh, you know taken up by the most advanced the 20 most advanced economies of the world uh, 
So uh, that's where I think things are. So broadly, we will be looking, I think uh, the world will be looking for to uh, FSB, the Financial Stability Board, the IMF and the BIS for, you know, gr you know frameworks. And more or less, uh, I think regulations will happen in India and most G20 countries this year. Yeah. So we're almost out of the bear market or so we can say. But um, the, this, the condition in terms of events happening or last year was pretty eventful in terms of the, uh, the so-called events that happened across the Web3 space in terms of uh, the fall of some of the biggest um, exchanges, some of the biggest companies like Celsius, Luna, uh, biting the dust, so to say. I think uh, India, however, in comparison to the global context, made pretty decent strides. And um, the, the Indian crowd sort of showed that they want to adopt, they want uh, sort of an adoption of this technology. And you yourself said that, that the numbers in millions, the number of trades that happen on exchanges like Bazirex are possibly skyrocketing each day. So, can you share your uh, can you share your idea of your idea or your thoughts on how India can be a more significant player in the market and what sort of potential steps would we as an economy need to take or uh, people at the top, maybe at Bazirex or other top exchanges, would have to do to steer the Indian market into the right direction so that we're more globally acknowledged. So the uh... You know, let's look at it uh, this way. I, I don't know uh, if you remember when the internet exploded uh, way back in 2000, 1999. I was there. Uh, I was in the thick of things. You had a bunch of companies, uh, you know, that was supposed to be the next big thing. I don't know if you remember, uh, there was a company called Pets.com that was there for, uh, you know, pet supplies. Bunch of companies, like I, I can remember only Pets.com at this at, at this point of time, but there were several billion dollar companies that, that, create, that were created. And that, you know, that raised a lot of money and that simply went bust. And this is, I'm talking about yeah. 2000 to 2002. So it's a natural order of things. What happens is that when a new technology or something new path breaking happens, uh, you know, a lot of companies run in, uh, you know, you, you see a couple of successes. And then what happens is that a lot of, a lot of money is poured into this, uh, into that sector, uh, you know, and rightly or wrongly, uh, some ideas thrive. Amazon is the biggest example of that. And quite a few of them fail. Uh, so, you know, all of us know that 90% of all startups fail. Uh, the ones that are in the, you know, limelight get the most attention. Um, so it's it's just uh, business as usual. I think what happens is that in any, any, any category, you have a lot of companies going bankrupt. Uh, this could be due to the environment. It could be due to bad business calls. It could be due to greed. So multiple factors, you know, you have, you've had so many banks going bust in the US. Nobody talks about it. I'm not talking about the recent banking crisis, but I think if I remember right, over 50 banks have gone bankrupt over the last 10 years in the US, but no one talks about it. You know, uh, business is, a, a, you know, a, a risky business. Uh, so you can't, you know, think bad things happen. Uh, but fortunately, what happens is that we have to keep constantly move, you know, keep pushing forward. So today you have, uh, you know, everything that is happening on the internet and hopefully things will be similar uh, when it comes to blockchain, because we, you know, the evangelists in us actually believe that this is actually the future of a lot of things. It's just not the future of money. It's just not the future of money transmission. But you know, it could it could rejuvenate, uh, you know, social media. It could, you know, append privacy. It could do a lot of things for the for the good of humanity. So what is happening is that you'll have these things happening. Uh, and fortunately, or unfortunately for us, 
in india yeah. you had no major scandals because uh, what has happened is that uh, most indian entrepreneurs have been very circumspect uh, about uh, you know placing big bets uh, in crypto so what is happening is that you know all the exchanges or the, the exchanges are the major business in crypto here uh, all the large ones are uh, you know vc funded and the and uh, for us for example we all follow best practices so once you automatically have that in place uh, you know you are you have a fair chance of survival and that's what you're seeing at this point of time so it's it's good that uh, you know people are looking at it uh, with you know a, a, a jaundiced eye because that forces the entire industry to clean up its act you know you'll have more regulation coming in you have proof of assets coming in and all these are just uh, you know baby steps or so the first few steps when it comes to a, a, a sector that is barely 10 years old you know it's 10 years old and it's only got into its you know started walking about 4 Trying or 5 years ago so it's early times yet but you'll have a lot of interesting times uh, going forward yeah talking about regulations so i couldn't agree more when you said that they were relatively new and there's this term that people use a lot in web3 and crypto you know you're still early so we are uh, sort of the first movers and we are still early in the space and uh, despite the space sticking around for uh, around about a decade there's still a lot of confusion about regulations and especially in the indian subcontinent regulations have been like a big question mark for the regulators as well as uh, market movers like wazirex so could you sort of decode how indian regulators what sort of stance indian regulators have at this point for cryptocurrencies and if you could easily explain to our viewers what are the current regulations in place for cryptocurrencies and how they might be impacting the market and uh, market as well as users positively or negatively um so the good news is that the uncertainty is gone away varun Uh, mm. So if you look at the, you know, so the, the what I mentioned earlier was that we are taking baby steps towards regulation. So 2022 yeah. were in that budget, uh, in that momentous budget, the finance ministry announced, uh, the honourable finance minister announced two crucial met, uh, two crucial measures. One was a TDS that was on all crypto transactions, on all selling of crypto transactions, and one was a 30% tax. So that was the first thing that happened. Uh, so automatically, what happened was that. you're taxing it that means there is something in it you know uh, you know for everybody uh, that was the first step that happened and crucially what happened i think in march of this year 2023 was that uh, you know there was a notification that the government of india put out saying that all the virtual asset service providers namely crypto exchanges or any companies working in the space have now come under the purview of pmla that's prevention of money laundering act uh, and all of us have to report uh, transactions to the fiu Uh, that is, uh, you know, the financial intelligence unit. So, what is happening is that these are uh, provisions actually in place for the banking or the traditional finance sector. So, the fact that you are getting crypto into the sector is again, as I mentioned, baby steps. So, you are taking baby steps towards regulation, step by step. You are covering all the gaps uh, so that there are no obvious plugs or you know gaps where uh, you know people can fall through or rules can you know that people you know, you can skip. So, those are the good things that are happening. uh mm. you already you can see that uh, you know uh, all the statements that the finance minister is making is that you need to have a a common uh, regulation across all countries so what mm. is going to happen is that i think in 2023 you're going to see a lot of action in this space now when it comes to private, you know retail investors it's an interesting place to be in uh you know some people are wait, are waiting and watching because anyway the crypto markets are are not pumping at this point of time they are waiting and watching 
what is happening in the institutional space is very interesting because what they are waiting for is is uh, is regulation because when you are an institution you are in charge of a lot of money and you can't just you know you're not like a, you're not putting your like your personal money uh, so there is a wall of money in the retail in the institutional space that is just waiting to come when regulation happens so 2023 2024 when we suspect that regulation is going to happen uh, if there's going to be a lot of action in the institutional space a lot of family offices vcs uh, you know uh, fiis a lot of institutions will be investing into crypto at least the big ones in a big way uh those are the things that i foresee but on a you know from an investment point of view but if you're looking at it from a technology point of view again it's very very interesting because uh institute you know companies are adopting to crypto like nobody's business like indian banks are are taking to blockchain uh mm. you know in a very very big way now uh even in uh you know the consumer space nfts are going to be huge and we even if you look at uh, what is happening in youtube and if you look at the numbers that youtube is putting out we've become a created company youtube gets a lot of audience from india youtube gets a lot of creators from india so if you look at that you know and you look at the next version of what is what what the revolution is going to be it's going to be in creation in in, in creating art and creating music and creating videos uh, and uh, web3 is the perfect place to capture value for the creator so it's it's going to be tremendously exciting times for india as uh, as a country because we are young uh, and you know we have we have to provide you know employment for a lot of people and you know yeah. this could be one of the ways that uh, you know we bypass that problem or we fix that problem Mm. no that does make a lot of sense and you did present uh, quite an interesting contrast between how retailers versus institutional players are uh, thinking about the market um i do have a follow follow up question on that though so um the, the general purview of the market would be that institutional players are sort of skeptical or scared to enter um the cryptocurrency market especially when they look at cryptocurrencies as investments considering how volatile they are um so are you suggesting that there might be a good chance for the market to boom across sometime sometime this year or maybe next year if there are clearer regulations especially from the institutional side so are, are you expecting an influx of institutional players into the market um so it all depends upon regulation uh, if the government makes its rules and regulations very clear i think you'll ex- so what 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 do institutions do the institutions or institutional investors invest across sectors so they invest in real estate they invest in stock markets and mutual funds and government bonds uh, everywhere right now i'm not saying that you, if they have to put 0.5% of their portfolio in crypto for example just to you know just to be uh, uh, you know it's it's negligible for them but the upside of crypto is so phenomenal you know uh, bitcoin has moved from uh, you know in in just in, in then during the last uh, you know bull run it went from 21000 to 67000 in a space of 2 years so can you afford to miss out on that so that's just the you know the asset appreciation part of it but if you look at a more fundamental part of it what is bitcoin there are only going to be 21 million bitcoin ever produced already 18 and 18.75 million bitcoin have already been mined that leaves about 2 2.53 million bitcoin that are left to be mined now that is you know it's 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 the truly the most scarce resource available in this planet today and scarcity we know the law of supply and demand right it's literally digital gold if you look at it mm. from uh, you know our point of view can you afford to miss out on something that is like digital gold that is you know that mm. that can be you know that is giving tremendous you know from zero it's gone up to 6 7000 in in a decade 
no financial investor will say no even if you can't even if you can't understand it you you have to be have a certain exposure to it same with ethereum now if you look at ethereum what ethereum is doing is that you know, look at what you know there are nfts there are stable coins it's 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 every day every year there is something new that's happening in ethereum now ethereum after its latest update again has become deflationary so now yeah. uh, you, can you afford to lose out on bitcoin and ethereum uh, any fund manager will say okay hey, my you know i won't put 1% also i might put 0.1% so that 0.1% that fraction of the fraction is also going to be so much money right so that is what you're going to see and already you're seeing moves in this direction you have you, have, you can see the biggest uh, institutional investors in america you know from you know jp morgan uh, you know jimmy diamond used to say bitcoin is a is as a fad he had the choices to produces for bitcoin but now they are offering it to their users and they are looking at it they have blockchain teams in place so yeah. if institutions in the us are looking at it seriously it's it's you know sooner than later even uh, you know it will be taken seriously across the globe absolutely you're right and the risk versus reward when it comes to that for institutions the reward is much higher than the, the risk so um moving from institutions to retailers how do crypto enthusiasts according to you are envisioning the future um there was a lot of skepticism after the uh, budget last year especially the tds in place as well as the taxes on profits and there was quite a bit of confusion and there was um i remember there was a time when volumes had uh, just dropped down to so low on most of the indian crypto exchanges and now the scenario is of course much better but um, in terms of what retailers are expecting from uh, market players like wazirx and from regulators uh, do you have a say on that do you do you sort of gauge what retailers would be expecting from the market this year um so uh, if you look at it uh, from a uh, from a retailer point of view uh, in indian retailer point of view uh, the 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 tds affected all indian exchanges badly because what it did was that uh, as you rightly pointed out there was a flight of uh, volumes from indian exchanges to foreign exchanges uh, you know but what we what retailers should remember uh, retail investors should remember is that foreign exchanges don't have the mechanisms in place to collect tds and deposit it with the government every night the way indian exchanges do uh, and what is happening uh, you know i don't want to scare a lot of people is that we are living in a connected economy you know uh, so and if you look and this in in this budget the government has made uh, non payment of tds if you don't pay your tds the uh, the you know repercussions are going to be pretty severe you know there is going to be tremendous fines and there could be jail term also so we know that tds is here to stay now if you want to do you want to risk a, a sound night sleep to save 1% on tds now that's a call for you to take uh but on the whole i think what is happening is that uh, we've seen ho- hopefully the the worst is over you know you've seen mm. the bottom of the bottoms so now the only way is up uh so you know the bitcoin halving happens in april or may uh, of next year and typically you know if you if you look at the if you look at the cycles uh, there is a bull market that happens immediately after the halving so what you, you know investors are doing is that the real hodlers are buying a bitcoin and you know very systematically over a, it's like nsip that's what the smart investors are doing uh, they are putting a little bit of money they know no one can time the market you know not not warren buffet not uh, you know not in the greatest of investors so what they're trying to do is that invest a little a little uh, in the, in the crypto of their choice over a period of time and hopefully it averages out 
uh, you know, it's it's called dollar cost averaging or systematic investment planning, as they call it, as we call it in India. So people are buying a little bit of their favorite currency at regular intervals over a period of time. So what happens is that you're not you're not you're not trying to time the market. You average out your costs, and if and when the bull run happens, you can sit pretty on your investments. Uh, so you know you are there is no FOMO. You know you, there's no fear of missing out because uh, you know and, and it's mechanical, right? You you're not affected by sudden price. You know, has has Bitcoin gone below twenty five thousand? Is it going to touch thirty thousand? You're not bothered about that. You're going to keep buying it regularly, you know, doggedly over a period of time. That's what a lot of smart investors are doing, and that's what most people should do. So that's what I'm seeing. Uh, you know, uh, people are still investing. You know, the the believers are still investing. Yeah. Um. The the space is relatively new, and not just the Indian regulators, but regulators across the globe. You look at the U.S. SEC; they're also struggling in terms of regulations, and there's this entire facade around XRP versus uh, SEC. The case has been going on for so long, and there's quite a bit of regulatory change happening across the globe. That is, uh, that is one thing that we cannot deny. But what steps are uh, crypto exchanges based out of India, like Fuzzyrex, taking to stay ahead of the curve? And uh, are there some things that you do differently and do also touch upon certain challenges that you face um, being in the Indian subcontinent? Um, so it's a unique opportunity for us, Varuni, because uh, till 2021, when we had the last bull run, we were uh, one of the fastest growing crypto countries in the world. Uh, you know, we, I, if I remember right, a chain analysis report, you know, put us in the top two, or not two, yeah. we were right. Uh, so, you know, uh, people love India, you know, they love crypto. Uh, so, yes, uh, uh, you know, uh, the ride is going to be, uh, uh, you know, eventful. Uh, you know, but it, regulation, more or less, I think what is happening is that it will sort itself out. What are you, what are we as companies doing? What we're doing is that, you know, this is actually, a, you know, a blessing in disguise because what we're doing is that we're chipping away at costs uh you know optimizing everywhere possible you know making sure that you know our you know are we working at 100 150 percent capacity so when the bull run happens or when the markets go crazy uh, are you okay uh, can you can you take a 10x a 20x surge in traffic so last time during the last bull run uh, you know every time <laughs> not only us but all the leading exchanges you know the servers used to collapse because of the sheer weight yeah. of yeah, traffic yeah. I'm sure you remember that. So what we're doing is that we are quietly building our capabilities, optimizing on all our technologies, making sure that, you know, we are ready for the next bull run. And simultaneously, what we are making sure is that should this bear run extend, you know, we should be there to survive another day. So we are, that is not just us. The entire crypto exchange is actually just optimizing on costs, uh, you know, and chipping away at it so that, you know, you know, we, it, it's a business at the end of the day. It has to make money. Uh, and yeah. that's what everyone is working towards. Mm-hmm. So if, we, if, if you have to look at some of the most uh, regulatory advanced countries, what would they be? And how would their regulations compare with um, Indian regulators? If you could just draw a brief comparison about around countries that are more accepting or countries and their regulators were more accepting towards cryptocurrencies versus India. And uh, what would a step-by-step procedure for Indian regulators look like to reach a level like that? And would they ever reach there is also a question. What would your thoughts So I'll, ask, I'll answer your second question first. I think uh, we have the best set of regulators. If you look at traditional finance, 
uh, and our financial systems and our checks and balances are phenomenal you know our uh, stock markets uh, you know uh, are are you know and the uh, regulation there is on par you know the operations there are on par with the best in the world so you know if you look at our payment system so all the fintech part in terms of the technology as well as the regulation we have the golden balance there it's called the goldilocks zone of regulation yeah. you know where it is light uh, uh, you know so that innovation can thrive but there are clear guidelines for uh, companies to also thrive uh, so we demonstrated that in traditional finance uh, you know uh, in the way the banking sector has been handled by the reserve bank of india has been phenomenal you know we had such a bad bad loads problem just not just just 3 months 3 years ago look at the yeah. look at banks at this point of time so when it comes to regulation uh, indians are you know second to none uh it's only so uh, and it's at an interesting space if you look at uh, regulation in the us also uh, it's got supposed to be the most advanced uh, you know regulatory place in the world but where do you have the most things happening you know you had an fda yeah. happening there so you know no one can legislate for greed and Absolutely. now what what the what everyone is saying or what the sentiment is is that the us is now gradually becoming very anti crypto and europe surprisingly is becoming very pro, pro crypto the european uh, guidelines uh, for crypto regulations which were just passed by the european parliament uh, last month are very 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 liberal uh, uk has passed you know uh, uh, as uh, the regulatory paper has been exceptional you know it's been very very forward thinking and progressive uh, so what is going to happen is that there is going to be a lot of competition between countries uh, everyone is trying to attract capital everyone is trying to attract uh, you know skilled labor and you know uh, Uh, programmers are the most skilled laborers uh, you know skilled brain power in the planet today so you know you have countries like mm. singapore countries like uae and all creating a very good environment for crypto uh, you know uh, uh, companies even in the europe even in europe portugal for example is very very enlightened when it comes to crypto regulation so what that competition will enable is you know companies will have, countries will have to behave like companies they'll have to compete uh, on regulation mm. and at the same time protect you know investor protection and you know the rules uh, you, know, uh, you know all your uh, apprehensions have to be taken care of uh, i think what is going to happen is that you know the right way is the government i, I don't think the government is doing anything wrong uh, and when you are a part of g20 uh, and you are the president of g20 you can't yeah. come down to the right thing right uh, uh, so uh, you know so what is going to happen is that you are going to have uh, crypto regulation uh, which yeah. Definitely in 2023, and it's going to be an ongoing process. So you know, yeah. they, things will change. Uh, you know, there'll be minor tweaks here and there. So I suspect that Indian regulators and Indian regulation will be pretty enlightened. You might not expect a red carpet, as I mentioned earlier, yeah. but yeah. the rules are. You know, the the black the the red lines are in place. Uh, I think things will only improve yeah. from now on for when it comes to regulation, when it comes to India. Makes a lot of sense. Um, so. there's been this uh, weird wave that comes every couple of years where uh, where in one country across the globe just all of a sudden bans cryptocurrency and uses of cryptocurrencies and very recently i think i was reading a news where in pakistan uh, sort of ban put a ban on cryptocurrencies and um, while it wasn't a ban per se that's how it was reported across uh various news platforms and um i was sort of expecting a little bit of dip in crypto prices because i remember when india did that or china banned uh, bitcoin mining there were uh, there were repercussions of the same on the global crypto market cap but uh, 
so recent bans have had sort of an impact on the global market cap do you think that uh, this is a big challenge going forward as well and are there countries that would still sort of ban cryptocurrency or their uses um, across the globe any that come up in your no, mind so, varni let's look at it practically which is the mm. second most advanced country in the world it's china uh, exactly. which is the most autocratic country in the world it's china china mm. tried to ban crypto uh, you mm. mentioned it yourself they banned crypto mining it did anything happen to bitcoin bitcoin is thriving uh what is happening now it's a complete u turn right now what they're doing is that hong kong is going to be the test bed for crypto uh they've yeah. reversed all the you know all all the uh, you know re- uh, banning so to speak uh, and uh, it, soon it will extend to mainland also because what they're doing is that it's just a uh, you know a, a test bed for the chinese to actually figure out if they if they can control it the way they want to so if china yeah. the world's most uh, the, if, if there was any country in the world that could actually ban it and you know they have their own internet they have their own private internet for god's sake so if they couldn't succeed i don't see you know success for any other company any other country trying to do the same thing so you will have these momentary uh, knee jerk reactions uh, mm. you know wherever there is internet there is going to be crypto uh, all of us know that uh, mm. and you know no no power on earth it's become it's become too big it's become too decentralized for any country or any uh, any entity to actually ban it so unless you ban the internet or you cut off the internet it's going to be very very difficult for any uh, or you live like north korea for example and even by the way north korea has got a very thriving uh, uh, you know crypto uh, hacking group so yeah. no one is going to no one is going to be uh, can can try and ban crypto everyone understands that now so there could be you know these short term interventions that could happen uh, or you could have crazy loony dictators trying to think that they can do it but uh, those days are long gone you know this has become a thriving uh, ecosystem which is completely decentralized and you know yeah. every computer in the world has a potential to become a crypto uh, node so that that those days are long gone yeah that is pretty reassuring uh, when so i i think this year has been a year of ai and blockchain last year we saw quite a bit of boom in for nfts decentralized exchanges uh, even for crypto hard wallets when um, you know self custody was the talk of the town after uh, ftx's fall so does uh, wazirx have big plans with blockchain technology and ai and um, how are you guys trying to leverage the technology and what role do you see it playing in the future of financial systems um so at wazirx we've been very very clear uh, our vision has been to make crypto accessible to every indian and we are going to remain in crypto we are not going to do anything you know adjacent to crypto or you know financial services or you know anything like that we've had a bunch of interesting projects uh, you know we had an nxt we, we have an we had an nft exchange uh, you know we have a, you know a defi uh, a dex already built out but all that has been in the back burner now uh, because of unclear regulation uh you yeah. know uh, it's it's going to be difficult uh, till the regulations happen because you know uh, an nft exchange by its by by its nature is decentralized and you know we have no custody over the assets it's it's in the user yeah. wallets uh yeah. so uh you know the regulators have to be a little bit more uh, understanding of the nature of the business and we are waiting for that you know uh, once that happens uh, you know the focus will come back onto it but we are very clear that we are going to be in this space we are not going to move away from this space uh, we are going to be focused on trying to make crypto accessible to every indian it could be uh, through whatever means possible 
so mm. we are going to diversify as you know as uh, is the current buzzword into ai uh, okay. we are very clear that we are going to be we are going to be a crypto company oh, that does make a lot of sense uh, when you did talk about sticking to crypto security has been a major major concern for crypto users and it's one reason why a lot of beginners could be skeptical into investing or trading on a lot of exchanges and um, wazilex does uh, tout itself as one of the safest exchanges to be present so can you share some insights into what sort of measures are being employed by uh, crypto exchanges especially wazirex to uh, safely handle and secure user funds and even personal information um good question manni so uh, if you are a novice uh, and you are getting into crypto for the first time uh, you know an exchange is the best place for you to start Uh, and buying crypto is not very difficult you know it's just like buying your favorite stuff on amazon or flipkart or, or you know or, uh, any other uh, any other e-commerce company you just you know deposit your money uh, choose your crypto place your order and lo presto it's yours in in the, the you know in uh, your wallet in the exchange it's as simple as that so it's not very difficult uh what we've been very lucky is that we follow you know best practices so you know we have uh, so an interesting thing has happened you know uh, the government uh, recently last just two months ago they notified the pmla regulation and uh, crypto is a part of it so what has happened is that luckily for us we've been we foresaw this so you know over the last one year or earlier also we've been sharing uh, proactively sharing information with the fiu uh, and what this did was that it built a lot of uh, compliance you know it your compliance comes naturally with that you know you have to have a, you know really strict KR, you know kyc norms you have to know the source of funds uh, you have to make sure that uh, eml norms are in place a suspicious activity is detected a lot of things that are a normal you know uh, run of the mill operations you have to go through it again audits have to happen training has to happen uh, you have to make sure that uh, you know, basic security is in place two factor two fa- uh, two factor authentication for users who want to do so so all those things are already there but what the recent notification has done is has you know systemized it it has it has operationalized it so you are expected to follow the rules you are expected to provide information at regular intervals and you are f- expected to do certain um security upgrades uh, which is all which which we are doing so uh, rest assured that uh, we were always ahead of the curve uh, in fact uh, our you know whenever an lea reaches out to us law enforcement agency reaches out to us we you know our turnaround time is a few hours it's not even a day or 24 hours or something like that so yeah. we and it's 100% compliance you know whatever they ask for we provide that you know so far we've been very very uh you know for threat with that so the 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 security measures are in place the norms are in place uh, you know there is uh, we follow the best of practice so it's not going to be uh, you know users can be trade re- 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 you know assured and on wazirex right well you already mentioned that um, wazirex is not looking to pivot from crypto into any other sort of service at the moment anyway but do you see um, do you sort of see a potential in the integration of defi platforms and traditional finance systems and do you see a lot more uh, collaboration from banks and exchanges working together maybe to provide uh, certain retail solutions or even institutional solutions uh, that is already happening across the globe a lot of banks are transitioning um are trying to cater to their crypto clients or web3 clients but do you do you see this happening in india and um if so um what would be the opportunities and challenges around this integration of uh, defi and uh, traditional finance 
Um, so if you look at the market, you know, uh, in you, the West is a fairly advanced market. So any parameters with the West, I think, are, uh, you know, uh, it's you're setting up yourself for failure when you look at it that way. If you look at there are how many million, how many uh, Indians? There are 140, 140 crore Indians. No? Uh, out of that, I think there are 11 crore TMAT accounts. That means 11 crore Indians own shares. So that's just yeah. less than 10%. Uh, you know, that look at the scope, uh, you know, I think uh, 48, 45 or 48% of Americans own stocks. Uh, you know, uh, so the, the scope for Indians and, and basically we are, we are not, we are uh, slightly lower than middle income uh, at mm. this point of view. Uh, so, you know, now people are getting, you know, everyone has got a bank account uh, uh, you know, before that was also not available. So it's, mm. it's going to take time uh, for us to, you know, actually graduate from, you know, bank accounts to FDs. Uh, FDs to mutual funds, mutual funds to stocks, uh, and but again here again we are very lucky because we 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 skip revolutions, you know we skip generations, so we didn't have you know we didn't reach uh, 80 90 percent penetration of the landline telephones. We straight away went to mobile. I think mobile we have about 76 percent penetration uh, yeah. when it comes to mobiles. Uh, you know again you know same thing with computers. A mobile is basically a computer in your hand. Uh, you know, we, you know, we, did, we didn't have 100 terrestrial channels, you know, we straight away went to satellite TV. So we are fortunate in that scale, in that, in that uh, respect. Uh, also, because we are a young country, we learn quickly. That is one of the reasons why we can skip all these things. Uh, so what the young will automatically graduate towards is towards new prones of investment. You know, your, your younger siblings are not going to have a PPF, for example. Uh, I know that because, you know, all youngsters around me, they don't even have PPF. You know, they are directly into stocks and then they go into crypto. Um, so, we, you know, there are investments that appeal to certain people naturally. Young people are drawn towards crypto. So you have a lot of people actually coming towards crypto because uh, it is so sexy. I'm not selling life insurance at the end of the day where, you know, you get yet another life insurance. But people automatically are attracted to crypto because Bitcoin is so sexy and Elon Musk talks about crypto. So the brand ambassadors or the evangelists of crypto are fairly potent. Um, so, um, so coming back to your question, there is a long way for India to go. Uh, you know, mm. one step at a time. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a long it's a long journey ahead. There will be a lot of uh, hills to climb uh, before we plant plant our flag on top of it. Uh, but we'll get there eventually. We'll all, we are all going to make it. Mm -hmm. So um, this would also be my last and final question to you. And it uh, really disappoints me that we're almost coming towards the end of our interview. But uh, we spoke in depth about adoption uh, of cryptocurrencies in India and um, you did mention how Wazirek seems that cryptocurrencies are accept, uh, accessible to all Indians. So um, I think my final question would be how do crypto exchanges aim to support this growth and what sort of initiatives, uh, especially in terms of education and raising awareness, would crypto exchanges like Wazirek take from here on? Um, so I think uh, we've done a lot of things right. You know, people don't give us enough credit. We didn't go crazy, uh, yeah. you know, burning ads all over television and having film stars as brand ambassadors. No, but we, cool we started, yeah, really cool ads and wrapping ads and all that. But what we did really well was that uh, our founders were very clear that, uh, you know, in, in education is paramount. You know, there's no point, uh, you know, looking at crypto as a get rich quick scheme. You know, crypto isn't that. Uh, crypto is just like another investment. Uh, you have to invest. You have to be patient. You have to do it diligently over a period of time. Burn your fingers a couple of times. Invest with money that you can afford to lose because it's very volatile. Uh, 
so to th that extent, we've done a lot of things right. Again, recently, this has happened in the last two or three years. So we were an English organization, naturally, because, you know, all of us are from metros. The founders are from metros. English is our, uh, you know, uh, language of communication. But then what we realized was that we're getting, uh, you know, lots of people coming in from Bareilly, uh, from Kurukshetra, you know, from Trichy, yeah. uh, you know, the names of towns that you and I wouldn't have heard of from the Northeast. So yeah. we quickly, you know, pivoted to become a Hindi first uh, you know, uh, for our communication. So, you know, uh, all up. So that was the first thing that we did. Uh, we then mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, we have a lot of, we are going to go regional in a lot of other languages uh, soon. Uh, also, what we realized is that people don't like to read. So, you know, at one point of time, uh, our blogs, you know, we used to get, you know, uh, one lakh visitors uh, a day in our blogs, you know, and, you, you know, it was pretty big. Uh, but yeah. what we realized is that uh, the future is not, again, uh, you know, text, it's, again, video. So we've yeah. created, you know, guides and videos in uh, Hindi and hopefully in other languages soon. So the idea is to reach out to the customer uh, or educate the customer in languages that they are most uh, comfortable with. Yeah. Uh, we take education so seriously is that we we tied up with one of India's most uh, ancient universities. It's a 140-year-old uh, university uh, out of Uttarakhand. It's called Gurugul Kangri. And we actually had a blockchain course last year uh, where people could actually learn a lot about blockchain and could get a certificate from this is you know very very renowned uh, university uh, so that's how uh, you know seriously we take education so you know, that's an ongoing process so, you know we have blogs we have videos uh, and you know we do a lot of stuff just to make sure that you know people get into the get understand crypto and get into crypto for the right reasons absolutely you're you you couldn't be uh, you couldn't be more right and i completely agree when with the fact that education is the key and that's how accessibility would lead the path for cryptocurrencies to become uh, to have more adoption in this space and with people like you at the forefront i'm sure that the future would be bright and um, i guess this is pretty much it mr menon and thank you so much for your time do you have any final thoughts it was really uh, interesting interview and i got to um, i got to know a lot about wazirex and the indian ecosystem especially uh, cryptocurrency exchanges so it was a great chat do you have any final thoughts uh you know crypto is going nowhere Ravarani, both of us know that we've been yeah. uh, we spent a lot of time on that uh, again uh, be smart so, you know invest money that you can afford to lose uh, you know something that you spend over a weekend partying you know five thousand ten thousand bucks uh you know invest that amount of money invest in tokens that you and, and you know stuff that uh, have stood the test of time uh, mm -hmm. and do it repeatedly over a period of time again you know everyone says you know you have to an investment bears fruit only after three to five years uh, yeah. you know that's the that's the minimum time frame that you should be looking at uh, and uh, you know in the end uh, if you're lucky uh, and if you're lucky and if you're unlucky which is very unlikely if you've been disciplined throughout uh, you know you, the experience would have been worth it absolutely so education is the key and do your own research in this space without Absolutely. a doubt. Thank you so much, Mr. Man. It was a great chat and I hope to see you again really soon. Um, and thanks. Yeah, really great talking to you. It was a pleasure.